Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. Whenever you're listening to this, whether it be live or avod, Twitch or YouTube, while you are rewatching old clips on the Wiggly Phantoms Twitter account, graphing your year based off of how many hours you have played Splatoon each month. Getting the Ace Attorney bot to recreate the same conversation on Twitter over and over again. Whatever it is that you're doing right now, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this. Uh, unless I don't. That's a key tip, by the way, for those of you trying to become up-and-coming Splatoon podcasters. Never appreciate your audience. Never thank them. Do nothing but scold and insult them. They love it. They keep coming back. Uh, I, I heavily considered back and forth doing a segment based off of the uh, situation that happened on Twitter this past week. Uh, I've decided against it for now uh, based off the fact that I want to spend more time considering what I would have to say. And knowing full well that some other situation is going to happen in the next week or two, because it always does. It seems like every single week, every other episode of the podcast, I am talking about sexism in the competitive community. Um, and I, you know, I'm just watching this unfold, this this current situation unfold. I don't really have anything in depth to say about it, so I'm not. Um, so if anybody's wondering why I'm not doing a whole segment to it today, that that's why I'm 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 just going to this, I'm just going to watch and listen for that, and know full well that I'll probably talk about it in a week or two when something else happens. So, so there's that. Uh, news of things that are going on. Uh, obviously, low ink. Duh, you guys know Loink is going on. That's why you're here. Uh, registration closes tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Is it? Are we in Eastern Standard Time or Eastern Daylight Time? What's the official? Wh whatever it is, right? It's it's currently 12 p.m. Eastern Time, Standard or Daylight, whatever. Right now, um, if you're watching this on a VOD on YouTube or or Spotify, uh, well. Who knows what time it is, where it is, where you are right now, and who cares? Why don't you watch me live? Um, but make sure, if you want to play in this tournament, make sure you register now. <laughs> don't wait till the last minute. As soon as registration closes, it's closed, baby. Sub-applications are open and will close at the same time as registration. So if you don't have a team and you are looking to sub in this low ink, I guarantee you that you will be able to play in this link. All you got to do is put in a sub application and somebody is going to pick you up uh, because we have teams that drop every single month because they can't find people to play uh, to sub for them. So uh, make sure you sign up for that sub application or with a team. If you have already signed up with your team, double and triple check with your stupid teammates to make sure that everybody is able to play. 
so many times. There, it, it boggles my mind how many of these teams roll in eight player deep and still have to drop. Like you can't get any combination of four of those eight players to play in this tournament. Make sure everyone is available to play this on your roster. And if somebody isn't, find yourself a substitute now and don't wait to where you have to pick someone from the sub channel go find a sub that isn't in the sub channel someone you actually want to sub for you and add them to your roster right now if you you have eight slots on your roster guys no reason not to load it up with all eight players just to be on the safe side trust me when i played in low ink i loaded it with a couple people who might not we we didn't want to play but if it came down to a situation where somebody's internet goes out or somebody got grounded or or whatever uh this rage quit whatever we had somebody we could emergency ping to just come in and just be a body so that we could complete a set do your best we 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 see teams drop so many times if you guys want a gamma bracket Y'all better not drop. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, exemption requests closed yesterday. So if you had anybody sus um, at this point, if you sign up anybody sus, we're going to auto deny them going forward. Um, so you had your ch opportunity. I believe we actually approved an exemption request this time around. It, we, we had a streak where we just denied pretty much every single request. But we've actually gotten some requests the last couple of months where we're like, yeah, you have some results that prove that you're at the lowing skill level. Come back on in. All good. So uh, that's refreshing to see. I, I hate telling people no over and over again, but you get some of the stupid. Did a Div 2 player put in an exemption request? Like a Div 2 player this season put in an exemption request. And it's like, are you kidding me? Well, I never played. Okay. Ah. Today, we are previewing Low Ink with my top 10 that I have... I, I don't know how I'm going to get through this top 10. I had teams in there that I had to add because they signed up this morning. And teams I had to remove because they dropped last night. So my top 10 is... A lot of uh, a lot of no. I, I typically type out the notes for uh, the uh, the low ink preview podcast because I'm I'm reading. I'm not really doing like bullet points. I'm like reading straight off of things, um, and I've had to do a lot of uh, edits <laughs> after printing out everything. So we'll see how the top ten goes. We'll be talking about a bunch of other teams as well, obviously, as we traditionally do here on low ink preview episodes of the podcast. But first. Well, Wednesday sucked on Twitter, didn't it? And why? What caused the firestorm on Wednesday? All the uh, all the uh, all the nonsense of people getting butt hurt about a junior player being nominated for plus one. What is the? That's a symptom, right? What is the the? What is the actual issue? What is the actual problem? Not the symptom, but the actual problem. Well. It's what happened on Tuesday on Twitter. The most 
wholesome favoritist team of all time announced that they were disbanding. The Wiggly Phantoms are no more. The Wiggles have ceased. The Phantom has... I don't know. Phantoms are dead, right? And what What is a phantom? I'm pretty sure a phantom is just like a spirit. So maybe the, they've been put to rest. I don't know. Dang it! The Wiggly Phantoms disbanded. Dang it! That sucks! That really sucks! Man! Now, I knew this was real from the jump. When I saw that tweet, I'm pretty sure they faked disbanding before uh off of the tweets that they put out um but i knew from the jump that this was real uh i've had some conversations with jub uh and it was it was kind of a everyone kind of knew they were recruiting anyways or that they they had lost a significant number of players to where they had to add a lot more to keep it going uh and i knew like some plans that they had to try to keep it going uh a little bit longer but yeah when i saw that tweet i was like okay i I think they're done. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure this is legit. Uh, obviously, you saw a ton of people outpouring support and love and, and just talking about all the great things that the Wiggly Phantoms have brought forward. Because this was everybody's favorite team, mine included. I mean, there's no, there's no secret to that. I'm allowed, look, yes, I am a head tournament organizer. I am also a commentator. To sit here and say that I am not biased in any situation is a straight-on lie. Any TO and any commentator will tell you. Now, it, you don't want to come across as biased in your decision-making and in your commentary. But it, to sit here and say that in the back of our minds there's not certain teams we root for, that, that'd be a lie. That I, I know for a fact other TOs would say the same thing if they were truly honest. And, you know, if we're truly honest... There's several teams you gotta root against. <laughs> now again, you you beat you fair. Even if you don't like a team, you are fair to them in your commentary and in your uh, in your organizing of your tournaments with as far as like the rules that you you uphold and things like that. But I'll tell you, it, not just in low ink, but in several instances when I'm commentating a set, there are some teams that I just absolutely hate. And I hope to God that they just get obliterated on stream. Now, if they win, and there's been several teams I've hated that have won matches that I've commentated, and I've given them the fair kind of props that they deserve for winning said set. I've never been salty about a team winning a match that I've commentated, but there have been times in the back of my mind where I'm just like, yeah, screw those kids. I'm glad they got destroyed and I got to commentate it. That's never been the case for the Wiggly Phantoms, obviously. I don't think I've ever... I mean, that, they would know. But I'm pretty sure I haven't commentated a set for the Wiggly Phantoms before. Um, maybe there's like a time in like a draft cup or something where I commentated one player from the Wiggly Phantoms or like a pickup. Uh, actually, I, I know I commentated Jim um, when the... Uh, uh, big Cheese It team made a deep run on, uh, I believe, the October Lowing, that pickup team. But I don't think I've ever done the Wiggly Phantoms, a, a match with the Wiggly Phantoms straight up. And, you know, to be fair, uh, that would be pretty 
weird, right? What I I've always thought this. We all wanted to see the Wiggly Phantoms win Low Ink. Like that would be the climax of all climax, like the ultimate hero story there. But in my mind, I'm like that would be so unfair to whoever they would have to play against in that grand finals. <laughs> you know it? I mean, think about it. Everybody would be rooting against you if you played against the Wiggly Phantoms on stream. Everyone would be rooting against you. And if you won, you would have been the ultimate villain. You know, it would the story would not have been that you won low ink. The story would have been the Wiggly Phantoms lost. That would have been the major headline. And that's that sucks for whoever would have been put in that situation. Um But uh <laughs> who knows? I mean, they would now they've they've they did pretty good. They made alpha bracket a couple of times. I haven't gone back and looked at their best results. Uh, instead, I went back and looked at their worst one uh, to see where they came from. And this is why you love the Wiggly Phantom so much, right? Because it's you. It's the ultimate success story. Anybody could be the Wiggly Phantoms if you have one person who is an absolute god at uh, editing videos. But take that out. Anybody could be the Wiggly Phantoms, right? The first time. They played in a tournament in a low ink, July of 2020, where they went a whopping two and four with their only two wins coming against some teams called Splash Moon and Assorted Exotic Fruit Stand. <laughs> okay, that's some notable wins. I'm sure the Wiggly Phantoms took those two teams as just put their heads up on their mantle place. We beat assorted exotic fruit stand. Who else could say that? Destiny troops never beat assorted exotic fruit stand. That is a fact. So that's something they have over my team. Uh, my team did play the Wiggly Phantoms once in the SOS, and we beat that ass silly. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't a part of that, so that's probably why. Uh, but they went from going two and four in that instance to moving on to Little Squid League, the Invitational that took place back in February, and they won that, beating Booyah X in a Grand Finals 3-0. Uh, I know they won this because I had Mr. Sneckerino, the episode after that where I recapped the Little Squid League Invitational and had them on to the podcast. Back when I thought the podcast was going to be more of me interviewing teams uh, pretty much every single episode until I realized that ah, that's a lot of work. Um, but when the Wiggly Phantoms won a tournament, I was like, oh, this is going to be ratings gold if I can get one of those guys on because we all love the Wiggly Phantoms, right? So it was good to see them grow from being a two and four team in low ink to winning a little squid league and invitational, no less to winning, uh, winning a beta bracket. They won a beta bracket at one point and did consistently make it to, or not consistently, but we're threatening to make alpha brackets um, going forward from that. So that's a, you know, that's that's the ultimate success story. You teams that are going two and four in low ink right now, you teams are going one and five. Your hopes are to make a gamma bracket. You would love to win a little squid league. You would absolutely die for a chance to win a beta bracket like that, like. It gets lost on us, right? Especially those of you, those of you like me and in chat that are in mid-level, whatever the hell that is. It, it, and it's like we're banned from Loink. We've been banned from Loink for a long time, or we won Loink. It, 
it with something we accomplished. So it's anybody else that accomplishes it. It's like, okay, well, we already did that, but it, it gets lost on you. You forget about where you were, right? I remember Destiny Troops when we were that Div 6 team back when Div 7 was the, the worst Div and we were going like 1 in 4 in our Ludi group, you know? And I, re I remember those days. I remember going 2 and 3 in low ink back when there was only 5 rounds of Swiss. I remember that. And I remember this feeling of growing and what it meant to when you actually flipped the script and you became a team people started to talk about. The Wiggly Phantoms were a team people started to talk about, not just because of the funny videos that they made, but because they earned it outright on the field of play. And anybody would love to be in that situation. Now, they've gone, though. They've left us. They basically, it's, that, it's the cute girl you've been dating for a year who finally said, it's not working out. It's not you. It's me. And they're gone. But here's the thing, though. If you're wondering uh, how we get past this, I'm going to tell you. First off, when you get dumped by a team like the Wiggly Phantoms, there's two things you got to do. Number one, pretend you never cared to begin with. Wiggly who? What? What, what is a Wiggly Phantom? I don't know you. I don't, I don't care. I was going to dump you first anyways. B, you find a rebound team. So the number one team you loved is gone. Immediately go and find somebody else to replace them. That's the best way. That's how we're going to get the Wiggly Phantoms back. We got to make them jealous. We got to quickly forget about them and move on to somebody else. So who is going to be the official favorite heartthrob of the low level scene who is the new team that we can all gravitate to and put all of our hope and energy into they'll make the wiggly phantom so jealous that they'll come back a couple of candidates i got three for you number one or i guess not in any particular order although i do have a number one team it is not the team i just said number one for but the team that tweeted at me immediately, immediately saw after the Wiggly Phantoms disbanded, immediately tweeted at me trying to slide into those DMs. I was like, hey, bro, I saw you were single. How about Kingmaker? Right? Uh, I don't know. This, does Kingmaker fit the wholesome mold of, of a team? Yes, that is a uh, check mark in the wholesome category. Are, uh, I've actually met them IRL. They were all at Riptide, uh, and they were cool there. Uh, came up to me at dinner and told me that I was awesome. You know, I love that. Check mark there. Uh, what is my favorite thing about Kingmaker? I, I, it's not their comp. It, but I will say what I like about their comp is that I know whoever they've played against that uses the meta that loses the Kingmaker has probably broken their controllers in frustration that they lost to Triple Brush Jr. <laughs> Triple Brush Kensa Jr. I would be so pissed if I lost to a team like that. So the fact that I know somebody has broken their controller after losing the Kingmaker just makes this all the this makes this fills my heart with joy. But no, Kingmaker is not the new Wiggly Phantoms. How about Tunava? Uh, Helicon, right? The my wife's team. 
I mean, isn't it an obvious choice that a team my uh, my better half is on is a team that should be the number one team in uh, competitive Splatoon podcasting? Yes and no. Uh, it is always uh, you can't openly root for the wife's team. You you can't do that. Uh, because then you'll get situations like some stupid kid had in help desk several years ago or several months ago that uh, whatever they went to help desk and was like, you're only making this decision because your girlfriend is on the other team. Oh boy, did you just call my wife my girlfriend? If you notice, that team hasn't played in low ink since. Not saying anything, just saying maybe calling out a head TO as being biased when I'm not, because whenever I answer something in help desk, it's not Pop Gun speaking to you. It is a representative of Low Ink speaking to you. But if you want to call out anybody in Low Ink for being biased, oh boy, oh boy, you make some real, that, that is a uh, not wise decision that you could make for yourself. So no, I can't, I can't openly root for my wife's team. Should, do I? In the back of my mind? Of course. And I've always thought about this. What would happen, uh, what will happen when it eventually gets to the point to where a team my wife is on is playing in grand finals or is playing long enough um, into low ink to where they're being commentated by me by either like winner's finals or like loser semis on. Uh, it's going to be weird because everyone in chat is automatically going to accuse me of being biased and rightfully so I have a bias there. <laughs> the person playing in this lobby is literally in the room right behind me and shares a bed with me. So I, I don't know. I, would I like take myself out of that situation? Would I let JPEG commentate in my spot? If that was the case, I have no idea. Um, but I will say this. I am always a fan of the teams, uh, the teammates that my wife plays with, uh, because they occasionally hear me. Whenever I come home from work, I typically like to sing and, and dance a little bit um, because the dog, who is passed out right now, just burped, uh, typically likes to jump up on me and dance around with me. So we do a little party, and those people in VC often hear me and have no context of why Mr. Popgun is just hollering in the background. Um, but no, not even my wife's team. Halicon, Tuniverse, Peer Pressure, whatever you want to call them, is the new favorite. The number one team that is going to take over the spot of the Wiggly Phantoms, who we are all going to take out on a date this weekend and show them around town. We're going to take them downtown and show them off and make sure everybody sees us with them. I would like to present to you the new Wiggly Phantom, Blue Frickin' Moon, baby. This team has it all. A, they're good at the video game. B, they appear to be pretty wholesome, and more importantly, they feel the void of teams uh, creating wholesome content. Just look at their Twitter here. This was them after they won Epsilon Bracket, uh, having a little bit of a freak out here. They've made fun of Shaq and gotten Shaq to respond to them several different times and have included several videos of them making things of content after the tournament ends. So here you go. They check all the boxes. They do it right. I saw something here as I was scanning over that made me... <laughs> this. 
this this is what we need this is now to be fair the wheelie phantoms set the mold right they, they broke the mold and they told us they showed us that it's okay to be a, a total silly muffin on YouTube, right? If it wasn't for the Wiggly Phantoms, we can't have things like Blue Moon. We can't have... <laughs> we, can't, we can't have things like this. They're, they're trendsetters. They're like uh, Wilt Chamberlain, right? Who changed the game, pushed the free throw line back. They're like Steph Curry that showed us we can shoot the ball from three-point line, and we can do nothing but that, and it kind of infuriates a lot of people. But I will say this, regardless that we are moving on from the Wiggly Phantoms, because we have to, they don't like us anymore. It, that's fact. They, they just don't like us anymore, but we won't forget them. And it, you know what the real crime here is of the Wiggly Phantoms disbanding? Is that we're going to go into Splat 3, and there's going to be so many people that join the game when Splat 3 comes out that have that have no idea what the wiggly phantoms are that have no idea who paved the way for other teams to come into the scene and to have fun to show us to have fun like nobody showed us that it's okay to have fun like the wiggly phantoms and and they're going to come in new people are going to come into splatoon 3 and they're going to see teams like blue moon they're going to see teams like blt they're going to see uh, well blt is basically a spiritual successor to wiggly phantoms i guess that's not fair but you're going to see more teams be goofy and have fun on twitter and there's so many people that aren't going to realize that's all thanks to the wiggly phantoms so unfortunately we bid you adieu wiggly phantoms we will keep your memory alive here on the podcast forever. We love you guys, uh, unless we don't. All right, listen to that. Also, I will say this. I feel like I've said this multiple times before. Uh, I've secretly always wanted the Wiggly Phantoms to disband just so we can start poaching all of their players because they're, they got a lot of good content creators, overlay makers, producers, I mean streamers. I mean, they're, the Wiggly Phantoms are loaded with talent that makes tournament organizers just salivate. It's like, oh, we could really use the, we could really use your graphic design. We could really use your commentary, um, snack, jub, brush, um, probably some others that want to get involved in things as well. Um, <laughs> and it, it was fine because we already took all of those people anyways. We didn't wait for him to disband. We were like, I think I straight up told Jub to be like, hey, just join IPL, like. Just stop whatever you're doing and join us. We need you. And I believe Jub uh, actually streamed uh, SOS. I didn't realize that till they uh, till they tweeted afterwards that uh, they were uh, that they streamed the most recent SOS. Which is good. We need a lot more streamers in this scene. Uh, so that's a benefit. You know, there's the silver lining in everything. 
we buried them, we put them in the ground, and a beautiful flower grew because of it. Or some, something like that. Loink! Let's talk about this. In terms of the Wiggly fans went playing every game. We're looking at about the same number of teams that we had last month. I'm fine with that. Honestly, uh, just one squid. Now, we need what? We need 65 teams to force two Swiss groups. Um, we might get there. Well, no, we'll definitely get past that number at some point today. The problem is a lot of you are going to drop because you're not going to get your subs today. You're not going to you're not going to beef up your rosters today and you're going to be totally caught off guard when your teammates don't wake up in time tomorrow and you're going to have to drop. So that will push us below. I think we'll end up by the time we hit and go live on the bracket, uh, Swiss bracket or whatever. I think we're going to be below the 64, which is fine. Totally fine. One Swiss group is, is all right with me. Would I like to have more teams? Yes. Are we going to make a, uh, a big push for more teams next month? Yeah, I didn't want to make it. There's like a, a promotion I had in mind that I wanted to do, but also I didn't want to like try to, yeah, the girls duo cups going on at the same time. You want, you want people that are want to play in that to play in that as well. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't want to like do a huge push this month, but we'll definitely make a push at that next month. But the number of teams that we get, whatever the number it is, should be fine. Will we get a, a gamma bracket out of it? I don't know. Uh, that's obviously not a decision that's going to be made here on the podcast, but I did speak last time about how we looked. I think we got to the point on Sunday where there was only one team left that we could have put in the gamma bracket due to all the drops. And that, that last team was like, you know, the, the bottom team <laughs> on through Saturday. You're talking about a team that's like, Oh, and six or one in five or something like that. And it's like, you shouldn't be playing in gamma bracket. If you just finished on Saturday. Uh, so I, who knows if there'll be a gamma bracket or not this time around. It depends entirely on how, what the numbers are. Um, and obviously conversations that we need to have as a staff, but I, I wouldn't care if gamma got axed this month. Honestly, I, I wouldn't care. It, it, Gamma Bracket shouldn't be something you just lucked into. It should be something you still kind of earned. Now, there's always teams that end up in Gamma Bracket that are like, I didn't want Gamma Bracket, I wanted Alpha. And it's like, well, win your game, sweetheart. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, there's always there's always a lot of teams. There's more teams that are excited to be in Gamma Bracket, that are excited that they earn Gamma Bracket. There was a time when we were having 100 plus teams were making Gamma Bracket meant something. Like you were excited just to qualify for Sunday. It shouldn't be something that you just get just because, well, there's nobody else. So uh, we'll look into that as a staff. Uh, that's definitely just something I wanted to point out because I did talk about it last month. <clears throat> the question is though, am I more excited about this low ink tournament or am I excited to finally tell you guys what the announcement's going to be? Now, some of you in chat know what the announcement is and you need to shut the hell up forever until it actually gets announced. But I, you know, I'll, I'll say this, uh, it's, it's something I've hinted at for a long time, 
and it's something that I'm going to devote a good chunk of time to um, on the next episode of the podcast, just just kind of mentioning it, just because it's 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 something. I I don't know. I I shouldn't be like hinting at what it is, but I, I will say. Everyone that is watching the podcast right now is going to be very excited about it. <laughs> the the podcaster. For those of you just out of curiosity, who honestly think there's a lowing two, what would a lowing two look like? I mean, if you're if you we numbered our tournaments like other organizations, well, like SOS numbers themselves, it what would we we'd be on like 34 or 35, right? So what high ink two or low ink two would be something completely different. Mid level low ink. Well, well, wouldn't that just be mid ink? You know, medium ink. <clears throat> Isn't I'm pretty much considered high ink to be mid ink if you think about it. I mean, all the teams that played in high ink two are quote unquote mid level, right? So how could you have a mid-ink that has teams that are also from high-ink? That makes no sense. Would it mid-ink be something like like beta bracket teams on on up? Because high-ink is all teams that actually won low-ink, actually won alpha bracket. Maybe mid-ink is just all the teams that finished in second place. Who might be better than some of the teams in high-ink now when you think about it. Uh, Sirius and Sanctum. The teams that finished in the top two in high ink. Let's look at some teams that are going to be playing in this tournament. Not my top 10 just yet, but teams in general. And this was really scuffed writing this because teams are dropping and changing and adding as uh, as we speak. We'll start with some pickups, at least all the pickups I was able to catch so far in this tournament. First off, Octopi Utopia. You have uh, Banana, Low, Goose, and the player I wanted to talk about on this team. Thire, uh, T-H-I-R-E. I can't take it. Jub made fun of me for spelling out names because I don't know how to read it on on their, their wiggle cast. And now I can't get it out of my head. I don't know how to read, all right? I grew up... I Growing up in Kentucky is a legit... Uh, is a legit handicap, all right? You, would, you wouldn't know unless you, it happened to you. It's like one of the worst education states in the history of the universe. Fire. Tire. <laughs> a bra- uh, Tentabrella player who Gay Sickle of ITAP has proclaimed to be the best uh, Tentabrella player in all of low level. Well, now that Gaysicle is banned from low ink, that might be the case. But we do have somebody else who plays Tentabrella in this scene, don't we? Hmm. How about Bloons Tower Defense Goat? BTD Goat. Who has played in just about every pickup team name imaginable for low ink. This time playing with She and Sauce and somebody whose name is just a bunch of symbols and characters. So it's not something I can pronounce. Don't come at me like that. On the team, 1% accuracy. BTT Goats, the other tent player. Are we going to see these two pickup teams play against each other at some point? I'd be curious to see that. But this is the age of the Tentabrella. Even, I believe, Rising Stars 
when they played had a Tintabrella player as well. So yeah, we've lost some Tintabrella players who have uh, disbanded or not disbanded, have been kicked out of Lone Link, but we're still seeing more Tintabrella players come in. It used to be the case to where everybody that won Lone Link had a Tetris at some point. That was last year. This year, it definitely is the age of the Tintabrella, um, as we are seeing in some pickups here. Another pickup team name. Uh, it's a remix. No, no, that's the name of the team. Uh, it's a remix. Uh, this is basically Halicon and Up the Annie. So my wife's team is going to be playing with this one. We'll, uh, uh, not sure how good this team is going to do, but they did scrim. Uh, they've been doing some scrims and beefing themselves up for this upcoming low ink. And my wife said that they were doing pretty good in those scrims. So that's good to see. My inside source is telling me that they were doing good in scrims. Ticket to Ride. Do you guys know what Ticket to Ride is? It's a, it's a board game. Uh, we actually have it downstairs. Um... It's, it's uh, I guess the technical term for it is deck building game. Like you, you spend on your turn, you can either like add uh, pieces to your collection or you can use those pieces to, to like lay down track and you want to get the most points. I dominate. I don't think I've ever lost the game of Ticket to Ride. I, I play it with my family at most holidays uh, with our groups of friends. Like I, I kick butt. Left and right with those games. There's uh, there's another deck building game we played uh, at Thanksgiving. I forget the name, uh, but you like collect gems, and you can either like collect gems on your turn, or you can spend those gems to get cards, and you want to get to like 15 points or something like that. But whatever those brand of games are, I clearly have the best strategy of it. If there's any competitive ticket to ride, I would be Div X for sure. I would definitely kick all y'all's butts in chat. But this team, uh, playing in low ink, Ike, uh, Pokeon, uh, Bocoin, Pinsir, Dell, and uh, Adam appears to be somewhat decent in their own right. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see if these guys have the right ticket to ride. Also, there's like a European uh, European version of Ticket to Ride, not for European players specifically, but like they just use the European map. There might be some other pickup team names. Pick up teams here. In fact, there's actually two more that I'm going to talk about later. Hint, hint. Um, but there might be some more that I just straight up missed. A lot of these teams that I'm looking at here have signed up just today. Like most teams, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We've had 17 teams sign up within the past day or so. It's like, like basically about 35% of teams have signed up in the past day that are playing in this tournament. So there's probably some things I missed here. Some other teams that we want to talk about. Obviously, the Jelly Squids, a team I like to say. And one of the uh, one of the more older teams. I don't think they're the oldest team straight up. Uh, the last time I think we saw them was in October where they went 3-3 three and three making Gamma Bracket. But the Jelly Squids... Uh, you like to see teams stick around for a long time, even if I don't get to talk about them a lot. But I feel like I've said that a lot about the Jelly Squids, that I don't talk about them a lot. So maybe this counts as me talking about them uh, just enough. Some other usual favorites here. We have Astro making a return appearance. Uh, 
went two and four last month, a current LSL team. But we like seeing Astro come back in. And they, they seem to be one of the teams that's always talking in general chat, just keeping the conversation going. Uh, much like the rolling squids. Two teams that I feel like should be lumped into the same category here. Kappa and Illumini. Teams that have been making a huge step forward over the course of the year. Back when Kappa was Ink Strike Inklings and Illumini was Ink Eye. Uh, two teams that have rebranded have constantly made steps forward up until recently where it feels like both teams have hit kind of plateaus. They're teams I've had in the top 10 before, uh, but it, it's like once you reach that, once you reach that top 10 status, that, like that alpha bracket contender status, it, it's, it seems like it becomes a bottleneck, right? Like, like the, the path, you, your descent to improvement is like a straight line. And then when you hit alpha bracket, it's really starting to flatten out. Um, which isn't to say that they're, they're, they're getting worse or anything like that. But this is if either team, if there's any teams that need a month to where they can take the next step in improvement, Capital Illumini definitely fall into that same category. Painted EVs. A uh, hodgepodge team made up of members of Ocean 7 Inc. Alliance Team Fighters. What is a painted Eevee? And is, uh, is, does Eevee from Offset Paradise have anything to do with this, I wonder? Um, but it's definitely a cool name, nonetheless. Sometimes all you need is just a cool name and not a completely horrible name. Cool Project. This is what I like. The fact that they have their name as project in their name, signifying that they are a project. What is a project? What is a pickup? What is an actual team? You kind of have to either really know every single player that plays in your tournament to tell the difference between all three of them. But if you don't know that, the good news is you can just put it in your name. We love teams that put in their name parentheses pickup. But if you're a project and you just want to put it down as project, go right for it. Also, I do want to point out, uh, my cool friends, I finally got the reference to that. <laughs> I, I finally got the reference to that. It, it flew over my head for like two months. Uh, basically, there was like a video the Wiggly Phantoms made of me like giving a shout out. Keep an eye on my cool friends. I think they're really good. Someone actually took that joke and made themselves a team with that name. And I just now found out about it. So I feel dumb because I think they disbanded recently. Oh, well. Ocean 7. Hey, I mentioned they had a player on Painted Eevee. How about the actual Ocean 7 team? I promise you guys this, Ocean 7. If you make it all the way through this low ink, and this will be like the third time that you uh, that you don't drop after you drop like 50 low inks in a row, which is impressive considering there's only been like 33 of them, um, I will stop mentioning that you've dropped from low inks. If you play consistently enough, I'll, I'll erase it. We'll never mention it again. You'll be forever known as the team that is consistently playing straight through low wings. Although I, saw, I think I saw you guys drop. I thought I saw you guys drop drop from squid boards and I almost lost my mind there laughing. Uh, beta bracket last time Ocean 7 competed in low ink, which was back in November. Indiglo. Hey, shout out to you guys. 
uh, Indiglo was the team that signed up for Little Squid League 17, got canceled, and decided to play in Squid Boards anyway. The only way I know that is because my team played against Indiglo. So I wanted to give them a shout out because I see them playing in low ink here. Hats off to you, Indiglo. Good luck this upcoming weekend. Squid Killers deserves a pat on the head because they spent forever in the pending category. Basically, the entire month since the tournament went live, they registered but didn't have a full roster, so they were stuck in pending. And they have finally, over the course of the month, have found that last player and are now officially registered for Low Inc. Thank you, Squid Killers. The, uh... And I'll play all the way through. Ink or swim. I think this is the oldest team. I, I, I think it is. I don't think there is a team. Not old as an age, although I know they have some players on that team that are my age. But I uh, mean, old as far as Splatoon team age is. I couldn't find what the first low ink, ink or swim played in. Um, the, the earliest I saw was like June of 2021. And I know for a fact, that's not true. I think it's like 2019 that they might've been playing in their first low link regardless. No, it, I know it wasn't the one that I saw, so I couldn't go with the exact answer there, but I feel like Inker swim is the oldest official oldest team. As far as team age is concerned in this low link, as far as it stands, um, I can't think of anybody else that's played more low links than them that are here. So I wanted to give them a shout out. Splatalot A. Now there's two there's two Splatalots, right? There's Splatalot A and there's Splatalot B. For some reason Splatalot B hasn't been showing up, but Splatalot A is here. If if B isn't there, can't you just go by Splatalot? Or are you just always going to be Splatalot A? If they get on stream, we'll make sure the commentators call them Splatalot A. Uh, that's all I have to say about them. They've been playing in some little Squid League tournaments. Is there anybody else I want to mention? I already talked about Blue Moon. I showed off Blue Moon's Twitter account. I don't need to share any more information about them. Actually, no. Actually, no. Scratch everything I said about Ink or Swim. Now, Ink or Swim might have played in more low inks than anybody here, but probably the team that can claim they've played in the 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 earliest low ink if that makes sense they haven't played more low inks than ink or swim but they played it in low ink before ink or swim i think it goes to ink vaders who is not playing as ink vaders alpha or ink vaders beta they have finally done the fusion dance and the uh the uh combine their their good self with their bad self and have just become one whole bean again, and they are just straight up ink vaders. I'm pretty sure these guys played in like one of like like low ink three, like the actual low ink three or four or something like that. I remember them back. I remember screaming with them back when Destiny Troops uh, first became a thing in 2018. So, uh, so ink vaders might take the cake as the oldest team, but I think Ink or Swim might hold the title for most low inks played in this specific low ink pop quiz. Does anyone know the team that has played in the most low inks all time? Uh, if I had to take a guess off the top of my head, that answer might be surf and turf. Um, that would be my guess. I don't know the actual answer to that, but my guess would be surf and turf, uh, who has not signed up for this tournament just yet. I believe that's all the teams that I want to talk about. At this time, 
of course, there's a bunch of other teams that I want to talk about going forward. Oh, actually, no. A team somebody suggested to be my new favorite team, the Sweepy Seals, has signed up for this tournament. The Sleepy Seals, uh, they went 3-3 three and three in October, but I've, uh, what, they're, whatever div they're in, I think they're in Div 6 of Ludi. I looked at them last night. They're No, they're, I think they're in Div 7. But they're absolutely destroying uh, low. They're absolutely destroying Div 7. I think they're like 20-0 and 0 per games in Div 7. Uh, but the reason why the Sweepy Seals can't be my favorite team, I don't think they exist. I, I don't think anybody from Sleepy Seals has ever uh, acknowledged me, which is fine. You guys don't have to like... I, I'm sure there's plenty of teams I talk about that no, have no clue that I'm talking about them on a weekly basis, which is fine. You don't have to. I'm not I'm not saying that. Um but, uh, oh, actually, we'll see. Look, it says first time chat. First time in chat. But welcome, Sweepy Seal Aduli. Yeah, you're right here. Where have you been before? This is literally your first time ever talking in chat. Don't come at me. The Crustacean Crusaders, I think, hold the record that might have been broken by Access tonight, but they might hold the record for most uh, alpha bracket slash top cut appearances. Uh, but they definitely don't hold the record for most lowings played because they haven't played it since, like, uh, like April of last year. So there's, there's like what, since then there's been like 18 or so low inks since then. So that they've missed out on too many low inks to, to hold that record price. You would have to be like a team that played in low ink back when like only at the top four made it up until now, which a lot of, a couple of teams had, uh, crustacean crusaders. I no, 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 no. I, I could, there's, they can't be in most low inks. Uh, but one the Crustacean Crusaders, I mean, you'd have to, that's a good answer because like they were one of the teams that made me find out about lowing. Cause they were one of the teams that went out and be like, Hey, you guys scrim with us a lot. This is a tournament you should be interested in. Um, so I think the Crusaders definitely owe a lot of credit for helping grow lowing back in those early days. Top 10 time. Top 10 time. Honorable mentions. First off, Shiver Me Inklings, the Pirates. Uh, a team that I've had very high in my top 10 before. Um, kind of like Illumini, Kappa, kind of you know, peaked and then kind of plateaued a little bit. But the Pirates finally have got something positive going into their direction, making top cut in the most recent Minnow Cup a good step up in the right direction. Let's see them pop off and make Alpha Bracket again, and I'll put them back in the top 10. Kingmaker. I want to put Kingmaker in my top 10. I wanted to do it last month. I was hesitant. I wanted to do it this month because they're destroying their looty group except for Snowfall, who 5-0'd them, but everybody else, they've been beaten up in Div 5. I can't, though, because, yes, they won Gamma Bracket, but the reason they were in Gamma Bracket last month was because they went 2-4 and four in Swiss, and I can't put them in the top 10 yet, but I do know they're capable of being Alpha Bracket. We all know that. I think it's just a matter of the comp they play, who they get matched up with. Uh, 
ink or swim obviously solved them um, or figured out a way to beat them. Uh, but teams like Access Denied didn't. So it's just a matter of who can figure out how to beat that brush comp first. Um, and I think Kingmaker just got fed the wrong teams in that Swiss, but still uh, top 10 caliber, but we need to see, I need to see him make alpha bracket first before I feel comfortable, put him up there. The other team in my honorable mention, and this is a pickup orb secant, which I now know what that term means. I knew what that term meant 12 years ago when I had to use it in high school. Um, but I have relearned it because all of you made fun of me for that. It's not second and secant. Jim Knox and 57747. This, I think this is basically the Cheez-It team that finished uh, like tied for fifth or fourth. I think they finished in fourth place in that October low ink. So why do I have them down here in the honorable mentions and not somewhere in the top 10? Uh, well, that's because I just didn't find out they were a uh, team until I just looked at the sheet this morning and caught it and was like, oh, this team might actually be pretty good for a pickup. So they deserve an honorable mention, but not in the top 10 just yet. Sorry. All right. Now bear with me here with this top 10. I've had to remove teams last night. I had to add teams this morning. Uh, so I, and I did scratch out a lot of these notes, so this might be a little out of order, but we'll get through it here. Let me just scan through this. Number 10 is there. Number nine. Who's my number seven? Number seven's on the back page. Then we flip back to number six, five, four. Number three is there. Number two, I had to rewrite. <laughs> Do I even have 10 teams on here? 10, 9, this team is not 9 anymore. They're number 8. 7, 6, 5, 4, 3. I think I only got 9 teams at this point, actually. That can't be right. We took out that team and added in them. Oh, I'm missing this guy here. Alright, that's 6. That's 5. I'm glad I did this. Oh, man, this team's going to be at number three. I guess so. Wow. Yeah, this is going to be a scuff top ten. Let's, uh, yeah, all right, let's just roll with this. I'm going to be wrong anyways. You guys are going to point it out. Let's just see. This might be the one time I actually get things right. <laughs> so here we go. Let's fire this sucker off. Number 10. As is tradition, Sekiz Naga is making their customary appearance on my top 10 lists. Why? Because they very well might be the best team in this tournament. Again. They might have been the best team last month. They probably could be this month as well. They went 6-0 in Swiss, uh, which, to be fair, included a forfeit from Persistence due to them not having enough players. But they also outright beat Leg, Afterburner, and My Lag Paradise in, uh, in that Swiss stage. So why am I saying they are possibly the best team? You could make the argument for them being the number one team, even though I have them at number 10. 
because they always drop from low ink like it's their birthright. Like they came out of the womb and the doctor held them up and like, you will always drop from low ink. And they're like, okay, bet. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's frustrating because, you know, if they actually play all the way through on Sunday, they're going to be really good. It's just a matter of, what do they say? The best, your best ability is availability. And for a team that has eight players on their roster, they're just not available for whatever reason. Things come, look, things come up, things happen that are outside of your control. We, we all understand that. But it, at this point, it's more likely than not that Sekiz Naga will drop than actually play at the tournament if history has told us anything. But if the stars align and and they actually go through and play this, they could very well win this tournament. And it might not be close, except for a couple teams I have at the top. But since it's more likely that they will drop than play, I got to keep them at number 10. They're at number 10 just to keep me safe in case they do win. But it's history. History tells us a lot. Number nine. This is one of the teams I wrote in literally right before the podcast started, so I might not have much to say about them. But as I was looking at the Ink Bashers, I was like, oh, right. These guys need to be in the top 10. I mean, they they were a good team. The last time we saw them in, was in October, even though they skipped November. But what did they do in October? Do you guys remember that? They won beta bracket. They straight up won beta bracket. And winning beta bracket is significant. Uh, yeah, you didn't make alpha bracket. And that's always the thing I say about teams that don't make beta bracket or that don't make alphas. Like, well, you got to do better to win, to make it into alpha bracket. And you know, how good you do on Saturday doesn't always translate to Sunday, blah, blah, blah. You've heard me say that a thousand times. And I initially look at ink bashers and I was like, oh yeah, I've, I remember those guys. They're pretty good. But then I looked it back into what they accomplished and I was like, right, these guys are a top 10 team. So that's why I slid them in there last minute at number nine. Number eight. Welcome to the top 10 for the third, uh, the, for the first time ever, not your, but my lag paradise went from being two and four to four and two with the highest opponent win percentage securing the number eight seed in alpha bracket where they finished tied for fifth with key wins over DT, the not destiny troops and inkling technology at Purdue, a glow up attorney for a team. I only vaguely mentioned in the past because they had a name that included lag in it. And I questioned if they actually lagged or not. Now they have our attention though. Now, I traditionally don't put teams on this list after popping off in just one month when they traditionally have done anything but that. But the factors working in Mylag's favor is that there is a lack of new teams to challenge them just yet. All that they have to do is show that they are just as good as they were last month, and that will make uh, that will be good enough to make them have a return trip to Alpha Bracket, possibly do even better. But this is a, this is a show-me kind of tournament. Who is my lag paradise really? Was last month an outlier or is it the new standard? We shall see. Number seven. Another team that I added in last minute. Literally Inklings is a team that is registered last night 
after I wrote this all out, who is literally Inklings? It is literally, literally feeding. Just changed their name to Inklings. Why are they Inklings? Because I think they added Myron uh, from Shiver Me Inklings. So I think that's what morphed them into literally Inklings, but it's literally feeding for the most part. Made top cut in alpha bracket, but dropped the uh, made top cut in November and went to, or uh, I believe they went one and two in top cut in November. But this is another one of those teams where most of their players, the first tournament they played in was that Nintendo tournament release. That's what we could find on Battlefy. Um, so one of the best teams to come from the Nintendo tournaments this year, making a return trip here. I think this was the first time I put them in my top 10. Again, they did five and one in that October tournament, but they dropped one of the reasons why Rising Stars was able to get into Alpha Bracket and do as good as they did in October. But literally feeding, literally inklings, whatever you want to call them, they're pretty damn good. Number six. Look, it's it's no secret that November was the worst month Access Denied has had since their resurrection during the last Looty season. Who cares? If anyone needed a month to allow pressure to fall off of them, it was access denied. Their streak of consecutive alpha brackets is snapped. Their looty playoff bid, I believe, is all but gone. Uh, but for winning low ink, that's kind of a good thing if you think about it. It feels like access denied was the team that had the most pressure on them. It always got to the point to where it's like, okay... Not winning the tournament is a failure. Even if you finish in second place, it's a failure because you made alpha brackets so many times. It's kind of what I was talking about before. Some teams are just thrilled to make gamma bracket, but when you when you're one of these when these bully teams, month after month after month, it's it's win or or nothing. So maybe being able to take some of that pressure off of access denied will help them. Because there might not be as big a target on their back as there's been on other teams going forward. Another thing I like about Access Denied is that they've added Sug to their roster. Sug or Shug. Um, who, after listening to them play with their VC on, uh, you can tell Sug is a good presence in their VC. A good shot caller. And having an extra month of synergy to grow with that player will pay dividends going forward for Access Denied. Uh, so this weekend should be a way for them to reclaim their throne of being the low ink bully and get them right back on track. And we'll forget November ever happened. Number five. A team I originally had at like number seven, but due to all the changes, keeps getting bumped up. An unfortunate low ink for Myopsidus last month. Finishing third place in October thanks to the play of the year, simply known as the shark. They tripped a bit in November, going three and three in Swiss and falling to beta. To their credit, though, teams that will be in future low ink in the coming months, um, such or teams that are going to be considered monsters in future low inks, Blue Moon, Illumini, Kraken United, all lost to Myopsidus back in the beta bracket that Myopsidus finished uh, third place in last month when they failed to make alpha bracket. So it's not like they're losing any grounds on it. new teams that are up and coming. It's just the, uh, that the teams that are in alpha bracket are starting to push back against my a little bit here. Like SS denied though, 
You're allowed to have a bad month and an opportunity to bounce back. They will do that this month. Mark my words. November was an outlier for Myopsidus. Not the standard going forward. Also, MPU main is on their roster. Uh, MPU main, I believe, taking second place in the launch point draft cup that Brush and I commentated together. <clears throat> Not your, but my Opsidus. Number four. How did this team get to number four? Lois is the best team you have never heard of. Unless you are unfortunate enough to play them in their Div 6 uh, looty group this season in which they're just kind of slapping everybody around. But behind every team is a secret. A mystery that when you pull back the curtain, unmask them, you find out who is who they really are. Lois is actually Nerve. Now, I'll need to refresh your memory on this one. But think back to June of this year, the team that finished in fourth place behind the Fukatsu Angels, Sirius, and Deep Fried, <coughs> excuse me, the Deep Fried Octolings. It was Nerve, who is mostly the players that make up this lowest roster. So new name, new name means what? You fly under the radar. Anyone who doesn't listen to the podcast will have no idea how good these guys actually are when they play against them. Most of you currently listening right now have already forgotten the name of the team I am talking about. And I'm not going to help you rewind the VOD and find it yourself. But I promise you, this team has all the elements you need to win. Experience. They are current. They are in shape. And they don't have the target on their back that traditional name brand alpha bracket teams do. Number three. And uh, once again, I want to point out, I didn't originally have this team at number three. But situations happen and teams move up the board because of it. And this is going to sound really dumb. Because uh, this is a pickup team. A, this is a pickup team. Two, their name is just an acronym of their roster's IGNs. At least it was until they changed their name. But you know all four players on this team. JJGS is what they were known as. And have now renamed themselves Sig's Gig. Uh, Jimmy and Gigas from Inksync. Sigurd from, not Das, Dale Tsushi, as I found out from his pronunciation, it's Dos. It should be Das, Sigurd, come on, man. And Japanda from the Fruit Punch squad that finished second place in May. So you guys should pretty much know, if, if you don't know who those four players are, uh, you're going to be in for a bit of a surprise. Now, I again, I originally didn't have them at number three. They just keep sliding up this chart here just because of all the jank that's been going on with registration. Uh, so, but I mean, it's fair. You look at this roster, you know how strong some of these players are. You know, a lot of people aren't going to under. There's probably a whole bunch of people in Splatoon that are going to get their uh, initiation to Sigurd, who might be. I, I wondered this. I think I hold the title for oldest player to win low ink lowest oldest individual player to win low ink i was 29 i was like 29 and nine months old when i won low ink sigurd's in his mid 30s so if sigurd wins this he'll beat that record and it might never be broken again um but you got a mix of age experience 
and some of the best talent we have ever seen in a low wing pickup ever. And you guys know I never put pickup teams here in the top 10. But with a smaller lineup of teams this time around, and two pickup teams have already won low ink this year alone, don't be surprised if these competitive uh, Splatoon vets steal one on Sunday. Number two. Uh, this team that I originally had at number two, to be fair, was Legato. And they would stay at number two. With all the adjustments that I made, would have stayed at number two if they actually played. Um, but uh, they tweeted out last night that they were going to have to drop. Fair enough. I still want to give a little bit of credit to Legato because I they are improving a lot, and I wanted to give them a little shout-out here. The actual number two. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers really have the right combination. No, wait, wrong, wrong podcast. Number two for real. Remember that team Fallen Inc., the uh, the Div 8 team from Season 11 that made Top Cut in Middle Cup and Alpha Bracket in Low Ink that they signed up for? They're back, baby, uh, with the new original name of Falling Sharks. What, what is a Falling Shark? I have... I have no idea. It doesn't matter, though. Uh, they seem to be picking up right where they left off, though. Finishing in second place of Minnow Cup Tower Control before being eliminated by Persistence. Now, the only... Uh, it was Tower Control only, and the only reason they made top cut in that tournament was because of that awkward tiebreaker that went into their way over ITAP. But they took it and ran with it and going all the way to grand finals of that tournament. And back when they were making low inks, they were making alpha bracket every stinking single time when they were falling ink. So falling arc, uh, falling sharks, uh, almost called them falling narcs, uh, should be able to pick up right where they left off. And with the more open field that we're seeing this time around, should be able to slip right in to, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they went into grand finals. Number one in the team, I am saying after all this mess, the one constant in this tournament, the number one team, it might not technically be winter yet, and it might just be a rainy weekend, at least where I am in the Midwest. I'm still predicting a heavy forecast of snowfall this weekend. I, I feel like this is going to be a consistent consensus number one team on everyone's list. So no, no real surprise here, but there are a few reasons to be cautious about snowfall. Blah, blah, blah. Silver medal team has only won once the next month in low ink history, blah, blah, blah. The only team to do it had to make alpha, had to make grand finals three months in a row. So they even failed. Blah, 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 dee, dee, blah. You all know that snowfall finished in second place last month. Also, when they were playing last month, uh, they went through Sunday with a Div 4 sub, Mr. Sneckerino, who you guys saw the same thing I did on stream because I commentated it. Uh, clearly the best player in the lobby. I'm not sitting here saying Sneck carried them in that tournament, but definitely was uh, definitely was the best player in the lobby. Uh, with that tri-slosher. They can't use that sub because uh, Sneck is banned, and rightfully so. Uh, so they won't have that person this time around, but they will have their full looty roster that is currently dominating their Div 5 group, going 20-5 and 
per game, including a most recent 5-0 dismissal of Kingmaker, the most anybody else has taken off of them, Aquatic Vanguard and Lumini, I think they, I think they played Access Denied, have taken a grand total at most two games. Two games off of Snowfall. Now, looting success doesn't always directly translate to low ink success. Nobody has to beat them five times in low ink. You just got to beat them two times on Saturday or three times on Sunday. We've had a week uh, long preparation in between sets. But there's there's nobody left in the way to, to stop Snowfall. There's just not. Now, if we were, I saw this in an anime. If you look at somebody's chart, potential, right? Snowfall at their best is unbeatable in this tournament. Snowfall at their worst can be beaten in this tournament, but even if Snowfall plays their absolute worst, they're still better than like 75% of the teams that signed up here. I don't see anybody beating them. And that's usually a bad thing. But if you keep in mind, the only time I correctly predicted a team to win low ink was December of last year. December might be the month where we get it right for a second time. I think Snowfall is going to win this one. That being said, if you uh, been a part of, if you'd like to be a part of the podcast in any way, if you don't like where I put your team, and don't expect me to remember where I put any of these teams in this top ten, my goodness, I always start off my Monday episodes with an apology if I feel like it is warranted. Sometimes it is, sometimes it ain't. Sometimes you guys are just butthurt kids either way. But if you like to reach out and be a part of the podcast in any way, unless it's to tell me GG's for something, unless it's, uh, I don't know, uh, just reach out to me and I'll respond if I feel like it. How about that? Twitter, Mr. Underscore Popgun, Discord Popgun, hashtag 5882, YouTube at 25 Popgun, Twitch at Popgun25, anchor.fm backslash popgun. Uh, TikTok, Mr. Underscore Popgun, I guess. Uh, I'll post a lot more stuff from, uh, I'll clip like basically all of my commentary highlights and post them on my TikTok uh, account this month. Uh, Cause that's the only way I figured out how to be somewhat successful at TikTok. Is Kiki streaming? Yeah, let's bother Kiki. Good luck this weekend. Make sure you sign up for this tournament. Make sure all your players are good to go. Do not drop from this tournament. Beef up your rosters now. Have an emergency plan in place now so that you don't have to drop from this tournament. Do your best. That's all I can ask of you.